we'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study now. I'm just going to label this for the 7th of January 2019, and I understand there's probably about a seven-day gap between part one and part two. Um, reason is, is I had to take a break, had to do another study in between, and then all the other stuff that comes up. So this is the part two, and we're going to be getting into some just amazingly vital information and this is from a listener who is a deliverance minister i've i've uh, quoted from him many many times he's been a long time listener uh core been corresponding with him for years and uh he lives in tasmania i believe it's below australia the island below australia and um he uh he has some of the most unbelievable testimonials of just things that he's battling with witchcraft down there it seems like that the witchcraft agenda is mu even much more advanced on some levels than it even is in the united states it seems to be more overt in what he's dealing with now eventually if things just keep going like they are it would end up being that way you know like for instance here in america but uh, he's dealing with stuff i've you know it's, it's hard to even comprehend but this is the testimony of an ex-witch who was assigned to christian churches to curse them and tear them apart. Here is the points from an ex-witch's testimony that, and this is from Pete, um, who is this, this deliverance minister. He's married. And um, here is the point from an ex-witch's testimony that a woman friend of ours did. She was paid for this work, and they are highly organized in a strong network. It puts us believers to shame. Meaning, the amount of effort they would go through compared to the amount of effort an average Christian would go through on behalf of Jesus Christ. Collectively, I believe that puts us to shame, the amount of effort. Because they take their, their religion, their dedication to Satan, on average, so much more seriously than a Christian would tend to take their Christianity on average okay the following are notes from an interview that is no longer easily available right now it is important for people to understand that this is all blatant mockery of christ it is very serious god will not be mocked it is also important to know that the occult and the witchcraft is real and people involved in it are very active some try to make light of this dark activity and even try to christianize it it is what it is what it is, not of God and blasphemous. So this is a question to this high-level ex-witch. Okay, I've actually seen multiple deliverance uh, video clips of of Pete and his wife in deliverance of this exact witch that they're in reference to. Um, so, like, I've got months and months of correspondence just with Pete on this one particular issue about this one particular ex high level ex witch okay so this is just some of of our correspondence anyway this was questions that were asked to her what was the purpose to go into the churches what was your main job uh, the um the uh ex wish which who is now a born-again christian says i was called a sitter my job was to blow apart the whole Ten Commandments, to bring down the people in the church and the church itself, to steal their faith. Atheism is increasing, and now you've got the gay society moving in and all. They're separating the churches up. Now, the way this is written, 
um, is a little different than like we would um, write things if we were like Americans. So some of this, uh, bear that kind of in mind, some of the, some of the way that they word words, it's not that it's wrong, it's just it's different. So kind of understand that as I read it. Um, this has already been happening. We have a lot of churches closing up. So they're just basically to blow up the churches to, you know, get them to close up, to steal the people's faith, to, you know, go after the Christians any way they could. Question, who was giving the orders? Answer, it was the priest and the high priest. There was a lot of training. It took me six months to train up to be a sitter. Question, what areas did you concentrate on? Answer, everywhere we were prepared to travel all over. How far did you travel? Anywhere in Tasmania? Um, oh, how far did you travel? Anywhere in tra Tasmania was the answer. Uh, we would travel to some apostolic churches that were doing deliverance. So any churches that were actually doing deliverance are one of the main targets because that is the last thing people that the Satanists would want is people getting delivered of these devils. They want to keep everybody, including the Christians, nice and demon infested, which is the absolute norm. 100% is absolute norm. You can have demons as a Christian. Okay. Just because you get saved doesn't mean every single demon flees out of your body and you have no more problems with the flesh and no more things. And there's no more baggage from your past life. Doesn't work that way. I've told people and um, I keep getting more confirmation that, you know, this, um, the, the, one of the best places to start is Win Whirly's. If you go up and key in Win Whirly, W-I-N-W-O-R-L-E-Y, Deliverance, okay? Just go through that. And, you know, you may, I, it's even best if you at least fast a day before you try it. Fast and pray see where the lord might direct you it's two parts you can find it on the internet um really the 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 part that you need to listen to the first part because he's he's telling you why this needs to be done and why this is so important and things to expect and things like this the second half of it is the actual deliverance part and um when i did it it took me four times before i stopped manifesting deliverance like symptoms the first time i literally was like vomiting on some of the parts and the second time i had some dry heaving and the third time i had coughing and the fourth time i just was yawning these are all signs you're being delivered okay and it progressively got better and i wasn't trying to coax this out of myself i wasn't trying to you know um create something that was not there it's just like it starts happening but i do believe that if you fast and pray prior to doing this and anoint yourself with with oil we're going to be talking a lot about anointing oil today okay that's going to be the main thrust of this teaching as we get into this but if you do that as well and if you have you know, anointed your house, and if you've pled the blood of Jesus Christ over yourself and your family, and um, you know, there's a lot of things you can do. I believe that will supercharge the process. Is the whole point, and things that you can do that will make the deliverance process better. Now, that's not the that's like the first layer of the onion. Once you're done with the deliverance, what would be wise to do is go and if you want to just 
search it out on like YouTube, find out specific deliverance things for things that you're still dealing with. Okay. Like, I don't know, um, if you were dealing with, um, I don't know, whatever subject you can think of. Okay. Forgiveness. Well, there's specific deliverance sessions up now. I can't give you, I can't like put some blanket stamp on of approval on everybody. I'm saying if your time is limited, you might want to go that route because, you know, I had, you know, one listener and he said, oh, you got to read, you know, basically it, was, it turned out to be about like 2000 pages in books, deliverance manuals. I don't have time to read 2000 pages of deliverance manuals, go through all those deliverance prayers and do this ministry. It just, God has not provided me with that. I can barely keep up. I can't even keep up with the current news cycle. It's, it's, it's impossible. And so I'm trying to be as efficient with my time as possible. And, but then there's other things that, so there's other ways than to zero in on other issues that you are still battling. Okay. But if you do the first phase of it with, with the win worldly deliverance, you can even find online, you can key in Winworthy Deliverance Prayers and you can actually find that, those prayers listed online, the ones he goes through in the, in the teaching, the links. I've given the links many times, but you can find it yourself by doing a keyword search on YouTube. And you can find the, the PDF on going through it if you just want to go through the self-prayers or you just do it yourself. Um, I think that doing a certain level of like the first 10 minutes of the Winworthy session you're establishing the ground rules for the deliverance session i think that makes any other deliverance session you're doing work better as opposed to just going in and, and just start binding out and binding and loosing or binding demons and you're casting them out okay if you do the first 10 minutes of the win deliverance thing that's online that i just told you about you know first 10 or 15 minutes where he goes through basic things establishing the ground rules for the deliver deliverance session your deliverance will work much better okay so i'm telling you that is a huge thing and here we have a high level witch and one of the main things one of the main churches they were um she said they were apostolic churches doing deliverance um that was like the main places they were targeting. Now, if that wasn't a big deal to Satan, why would they, why would this witch and all the other witches be targeting churches where they were doing deliverance? The problem with deliverance ministers that I've seen overall, not, not Pete or anything, the one I'm talking about today, but so many of them get so far off in left field and get such a charismatic bent, Pentecostal charismatic bent to them that they themselves become i think just demon infested and they don't see it and i don't know if it's because of pride or whether because they're being targeted more than anybody but it's very hard for me to, to wholeheartedly say oh yeah go to this deliverance minister because they're right on the money you know i would with pete and, and there's some other ones but you know sometimes money comes in and that becomes a huge factor the, you know the love of money is the root of all evil so i don't have any cookie cutter wonderful way to say okay this is the best way for you pray about it let the holy spirit guide you and lead you but i'm telling you this is one of the most important things to do once we're saved then you can go and and when um 
this in the spiritual warfare vein, Kian Winworley, binding and loosing. Okay, so that's a whole teaching where he shows you the biblical right we have to bind and loose. Now, I'm not saying you have to go through Winworley, okay? And I'm not saying Winworley was perfect either, but wherever you want to glean that information, just I'm just telling you that when Worley overall, I've had deliverance minister after deliverance minister after deliverance minister over the years, ones that I did trust would many times more than more than often point me to win Worley at some point and say, yeah, he's he's really good about this. And and and, you know, you may want to look into he's he's got um Hegwich Baptist Church, Hegwich, I believe is is the it's in um, I think it's in the outskirts of Chicago. It's still there. He has passed away, and um, but they've got tons of like resources if you want to, or just can win Worley deliverance materials on online. Okay, and you'll probably find Hegwich. You'll probably find other Christian websites selling his materials. You can get like I mean they've got booklets where they're really concise and they're booklets, and you can get like every booklet he's got. It's like thirty nine booklets or something for like a hundred bucks some people have like those kind of deals so um those are things you might want to avail yourself to i kind of like the booklets because they tend to zero in on stuff whereas these big gigantic deliverance manuals from other ministries it's like oh my word it's like okay i guess i have i have i have an extra year to spare i can go through all these and some people have a lot extra time and some people don't but just pray about it i, I think god seize your heart and he will help you you know regarding all of these things uh but i'm telling you this is gigantically important and if it wasn't important why would she say that the churches that we traveled were some apostolic churches doing deliverance and then she says so we would use that to stir up trouble we would say things in the neighborhood like did you hear all that screaming last night and we would entice them to ring the police meaning they would go to the neighbors or the or maybe the houses around a church that were doing deliverance and they would say they would they would try to stir up the neighbors say did you hear all that screaming in there last night because there were people being delivered and maybe there were really high level demons coming out and they were screaming and going crazy and they would try to get them to call the police on them to shut down the deliverance that was going on this is a high level witch saying this this isn't somebody trying to sell a book Pete's not trying to sell a book. All this information is free. I've known Pete for years, and this is a personal witch that he did deliverance on, okay? Um, so, and then he said, I had to report back, and if we failed, it was wooden skewers under the fingernails. So, if she failed to break up this church, or, or break up this church where deliverance was going on in particular, or let's say where there was soul winning going on, what the what the punishment was for the witch is they would put wooden skewers under her fingernails this is why they're so highly motivated okay could you imagine if that's the way jesus treated us let's say jesus convicts us to go and witness to somebody or i don't know do something for for god and we don't do it or we fail in that mission well, then we get back to Jesus, and can you imagine Jesus saying, well, okay, wooden, wooden uh, skewers under your fingernails, okay, as a punishment. Now, God can chastise us, and God can take us to the woodshed, and, and as a Christian, I think 
you know, we've probably all been there. The Bible says, whom the Lord loveth, he also chastiseth. And if you be without chastisement, then you are bastards, which is an illegitimate son. So if you're living your life any way you think you want to live it, and you're not serving God at all, and you have no conviction about sin, essentially, these are some of the parameters, then you're most likely not saved. Because if you were his child, he would chastise you. Okay, so um, that was their punishment. If we could carry out the assignments or obey orders, we would get this punishment. This is what the witches got punished for. They would wet the skewers and hammer them through the middle of our fingernails. Wooden skewers. This is the punishment the witches get. And again, you can understand why they're so highly motivated. Because for them, it could be total torture and or life or death. If we could carry out the assignments and obey orders, we, if we couldn't carry out the assignments or obey the orders, we would get this punishment. Uh, they would wet them and ha hammer the wooden skewers through the middle of our fingernails. And then um, Pete asks her, and you would let them? You know, because I mean, you would think if somebody was getting ready to do this, you would probably resist them. I'm sorry, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I, I'm, I'm modifying the PDF so, like, um, when you read this, if you want to read it yourself, Pete's questions are in black and I'm putting her responses in purple on the PDF for this date, January 7, 2019. Anyway, he says, and would you let them? And you would let them? And she says, yes, that was the penalty if we failed an assignment. And there was fear. We didn't want to be put down the ladder more, meaning they were up a certain level in up the satanic food chain in rank, and they didn't want to be put down the ladder, which that was more of a probably a pride prestige thing as well. Then he said, what did you get out of all this? And she said, I really felt honored when they offered me the job as a sitter. I wanted to climb the steps to be someone and to do this crap kicking <laughs> do the crap kicking whatever that means the, through the trauma and the rituals i receive more power that's another reason okay it's a big thing you'll see with occultists they're always after more and more power power when i was around haitian people a lot back in florida when i went through all that stuff with those voodoo witch doctor that voodoo witch doctor trying to kill me and all that stuff i went through back there and if you want to know more about the kian uh supernatural in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com you, you'll in it you'll see my supernatural experiences something like that just click on that that's some of my testimonies about stuff that's happened to me and um but the, the haitians were always talking about power i noticed they always wanted more power over people and power 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 i'm like well, i mean i don't have power over anybody i mean that's the personal way i am i feel like i've kind of always been that way i've just never been a control freak type person <laughs> thank god i'm not saying i'm 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 not, you know, I'm like I'm perfect or something, but I've never, just never had that really in me. Well, anyway, um, so, but they, they're obsessed with it, the witches and that. Um, through trauma and the rituals, I received more power, but the leaders were having more control over me as she went up the food chain. It took a long time to get a position in Satan's high order. I wanted to be at the top of the pick. I wanted to be somebody. Um, Pete asks her, now you were born again and talk and talk to us how, and talk to how, and talk to God. How does that feel? 
oh, now, now you're born again and now you talk to God. Meaning I don't have to go through my warlock leaders and go through demons and devils or whatever. Now I can talk directly to Jesus. Okay. How does that feel? Um, she said, it's so simple. It's so much easier. Okay. So here is, he's referring to her as D. Here's her history. Um, <clears throat> and this is just kind of in the middle of this interview. At eight years old, she was molested by her grandfather. It went on for three years. Now, this is the lady that, you know, was the witch and is now saved. The, the witch that was sent into the churches to <clears throat> destroy him. So at eight years old, she was molested by her grandfather. It went on for three years. He showed me and my friend pornography. He said, now you're, you're not a little girl anymore. Evidently at eight. I don't know. And you are grown up. This made me feel important. I stole a Bible and I prayed. I decided to pray to Satan then my pop died within two months. <clears throat> it was a big relief for me. Now, I don't know if by her pop means her grandfather or her dad. But um, my whole life started changing. I was pack raped, which is evidently gang raped, at 14. We were screaming out, but the police didn't get there quick enough. I became bitter and really angry. I just wanted to, to destroy people. My mother was a diviner, like a witch. Yeah, diviners like they divine like astrology where they're predicting futures and things of this nature i used to think that i wanted to have some recognition like that so this is where you're seeing these these roots where they're established where she wanted to be able to be important have power because she was put in positions where she had no power she was molested by her grandfather at eight she was gang raped at 14 these are positions as a woman when that, this happens to them or, or a boy at that age for that matter where if they're molested by an adult and they don't have that ability to fight back, <clears throat> well, if you let that bitterness seethe, which is most likely going to do, and th that's going to also turn into a desire for power over others because you have that power taken away from you at a young age and you want to be able to ha never let that happen to you again. And, and that's, I think, some of her motivation. Now, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm not her. I'm just speculating. Uh, going forward here, it says, my uncle Sam was a Freemason. He used to show me all of his medals. He called me his angel and shared with me a lot. I used to think that I wanted to have some recognition like that, meaning she saw his medals and these things as, as a Freemason, which is also, you know, just, you know, very demonic. When I first, and I've done whole teachings on that, just keying Freemason or Masons that contendingfortruth.com you'll find the teachings i've done on it when i first started going along to the witchcraft grand order i was excited to be important i had lots of meetings to go to one church that exists here that is filled with adulterers so the church was filled with adulterers no need to spend energy on that one it's already coming apart so in other words a church that's already full of adulterers and already in apostasy they don't really target those churches there's no need to is what she's saying. <clears throat> Biggest thing for us is that we prayed for the for blocked minds of the people that would not be able to hear and understand basically the Bible, the word of God. So that's what they're the witches are praying for blocked minds. So that should be something that we as Christians are play, praying the exact opposite for, in other words. We used to put communal blood in the playgrounds. 
I don't know if that meant that they were cutting each other and putting their own blood in the playgrounds. I, I'm not 100% sure, but um, communal bloods in the playgrounds, evidently that would curse them. Uh, you didn't think of the consequences. Your soul had already gone, been gone, <clears throat> is how they were kind of taught to believe they'd sold their soul to Satan type of thing. Now, that's not true. She got saved later. But in their own minds at the time, the ba it's basically like, you've okay, you've went down this road. You've only got one road now. There's, there's no coming out, so you better just do the best job you can do because there's no getting out. <clears throat> I started working in the parliamentary offices. They found out I was a psychic and I was invited to a meeting. They were checking me out. They're, they were channelers meaning they channeled spirits, evil spirits. When I was 22, a man flattered me and said, you have some very special giftings. I was invited to these meetings. We had to share each other's blood through the goblet. Golly. The taste was terrible. They ordained me to into a greater realm, though. They said you will never be hurt again. What a lie. Um, but they were training me up to hurt others. And Pete asks her, how big was the organization? I guess this parliamentary, this organization of Chandler's she met through this parliamentary job she had. So how big was the organization? It was over 300 members. There were, there were links to the big cities. Nothing was written down. It was all word of mouth. And therefore, they didn't create a paper trail. Our meeting places were hard to access. Sometimes we had to scale rocks in the dark. <clears throat> I'm going to tell you about an experience we just went through. Probably a little bit later. Um, that a listener of mine, listener of mine, just went through, and we had to scale some. I had to basically climb a mountain. <laughs> um, yeah, and it was tough. And this just happened in the last couple weeks, but I'll get into that a little bit later. So she goes on to say, our meeting places were hard to access. Sometimes we had to scale rocks in the dark. Now, it's funny because the mountain <laughs> that my listener and I, Greg, just climbed the other day in order to take down a high place, a, a lot of my mind as we were going up this mountain was, um, <clears throat> how in the world is an occultist doing this at night? It's dangerous. You try to climb a mountain at night, especially if, there's been rain or dew is falling on these raw oh my word i mean it's very dangerous stuff but again they would want places like this not only because they're high places you go to the bible and you look at um <clears throat> you know where when god told like a righteous king okay to invade a city or let's say takes back a city or whatever the first thing that was always pretty much commanded, if you look in the Old Testament, was go to the high places and take it down. Destroy the idols, break down their altars to Baal or wherever deity they were, devil they were worshiping. Um, you know, if there were trees that were associated with that, like the, the oak groves, you know, cut them down, take down the high places and, and take it back for God. And a lot of the things that you look in the Old Testament, a king could be righteous, but a lot of times it would say, nevertheless, he took down not the high places. 
I could never quite figure that out. I don't know whether it was just like there was so much pressure on the king, even though he was a righteous king in God's eyes, to keep the high places up. Now, that didn't happen every time, but I do remember some instances in the Bible where it says, nevertheless, he took not down the high places, you know. Um, but <clears throat> I don't want to I, I kind of want to give my testimony maybe maybe after this and then and then you'll you'll kind of see why I wanted to wait on it a little bit. But bear in mind, I'll get into that, Lord willing. Um, <clears throat> so sometimes we had to scale rocks in the dark high points in the dark i bought i bought a headlamp yeah you want to definitely do that you want to have a good headlamp if you're ever going to the stuff and you're in the dark you don't want something where your hands are are hindered okay um the one i got on i got it on right now i just pretty much wear it around the house at night because a lot of times the rooms are dark and i just have it on me um it's a zebra light and um zebra light i don't even know what kind but i found it on amazon there the, the, these kind are expensive because they're 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 like a i don't know i think it's like a titanium alloy shell i had one of my listeners tell me about this and he was a uh, he works on like the railroad or something and it's waterproof it's it's like if you drop it it's not going to break i mean i guess maybe unless you hit the lens and it uses those not regular batteries it uses those larger uh, batteries that you you charge and um it's a very good one but and that's a whole other little side issue there but it may, it may be something you want to invest in i would i would say everybody should have a good functioning headlamp i mean if you had to bug out if that's how god you know or let's say your car breaks down and you got to hike out of there well you want you don't want a flashlight in your hand that's just one more you want you want your hands free and um, <clears throat> it's just one more thing that you can have that's that's that will could really be a lifesaver. Anyway, she said, high points in the dark. I bought a headlamp. How did they get the curses out there? Um, oh, okay. So that's a question. I'm sorry. Pete asked the question, how did they get the curses out there? Um, and man, th this is this is huge. And, and uh, this is one of the most important studies I've ever done on tactics of the devil. How do they operate? How do they defile the land? How do they bring curses on the land? Well, you know what she said? You know what she said when um, he said, how did they get curses out there? Well, if you're, in the, if, if you're at the highest point of a mountain and it's overlooking a city, like I was at the other day, literally the city's right there, okay? You're cursing from the highest point in the city or a high point in the city and those curses are literally raining down over the city it wasn't like this high point overlooked more mountains and there was nothing in sight no no there was literally two different cities that it was overlooking i didn't even realize that till we got to the top and again i'm giving away a little bit too much but that's why they're so important because you literally are affecting a large land swath by being at that point and um this is why witches and warlocks a lot of times will gravitate into the mountains because there's a lot of high points and there's their witchcraft works better and i believe they're directed there by the devils also uh she, and then she says um <clears throat> the water tanks in the high places was one way we did it meaning one way we got our curses to affect like the whole area so the water tanks in the high places 
was one way we did it. So we broke the Ten Commandments and turned them around, and that's how we got the power. We went around and did the playgrounds and the daycare centers. So they were, I don't know, putting this communal blood, putting curses, hexes over playgrounds, daycares, because God, the, the Satan always wants to defile the innocent, okay? Water supplies. Every water supply was done in every town. Why? Because that water from that water tower in your town, guess what? All the water that's going through that town ends up in all the houses unless they're on like their own well system. So if you're going to the, the literal, like the headwaters, the source of all the water in a given town, and you're putting curses over that water tower, over the water in it, well, guess what? You're bringing that curse into every home. Every time they use the faucet or flush the toilet or use the water. It's like cursed water. So again, it's, it's why we should be praying over our food, over our water. You know, I know there's so much to think about. But, you know, you're, you're, you're going to be a better, more well-armed Christian for this information that I'm giving you. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm just putting it out. I'm not even the source of it. But water supplies, every water supply was done in town. Phone towers, radio towers. That's another thing to think about. These big cell phone towers, the 5G. Well, I just got convicted. God, um, I really believe the Lord woke me up last night and told me about um, anointing the smart meters. And this is going to be more increasingly important with this, this anointing oil that I'm going to show you how you can make it. Okay. Um, anointing. Well, this is how we take it back. They're going there doing their stuff, maybe doing curses, hexes, maybe using communal blood, whatever they're doing. Okay. However they're doing it. Okay. We can go do the exact opposite. We can undo the damage they're doing and our weapons are more powerful than theirs. They got to work way harder than we do in order to have any kind of similar effect. Our job, in other words, is way easier than when a witch tries to do it. We can break down. They can't do but But if we go there and we take it back for God and we, you know, claim redemption for the land and remit the sins over the land. And these are all scriptural biblical tenets that I can give you Bible for. And I'll give you a document at the end of this that you can do i've kind of modified need to modify a little bit more but it's going to give you a lot of really really good stuff to use when it comes to this kind of warfare okay um if our weapons are more powerful and there's a lot of weapons we have at our disposal that we're not taking advantage of because we're being well we're kind of being destroyed for lack of knowledge or at, at bare minimum even because we're letting these curses rule over maybe towns that we live in and affect us in these it is destroying us for lack of knowledge or, or lack of our action okay and i i include myself in that i haven't done enough of it uh but they're going to the playgrounds the daycare centers all the wherever water was um and i think that would include you know the lakes and um these types of places as well phone towers radio towers um we were cursing into transmitters, TV, radio. We were, I, I guess, putting curses into transmitters, the TVs, the radios. So all the, like, you know, they would go to cell phone, let's say cell phone towers too, and put curses on those. So, you know, this is how witches operate. Christians typically don't tend to think in this mindset. And we need to get into this mindset. We need to get more militant. We need to get about a hundred times more militant, if you ask me. 
We need to be good soldiers for Christ, occupied till Jesus comes, have a warfare mentality. If we did, if the church collectively did this stuff, I mean, we could literally turn the world upside down. But unfortunately, it's only going to be a very small remnant that is even going to have any kind of action on this. Okay, and I would I would include hopefully my listeners at this point as part of that remnant. Um, I honestly feel like, you know, my listenership has been declining over the last three to four years. And I think because the information I'm putting out is getting more and more hardcore, I'm getting more pushback from a lot of listeners. They're just fed up with my information. They don't whatever they don't they can't refute it, but they're just fed up with it. I just got one from a guy that says, oh, this is why you cover stuff like dues, weapons, and stuff that can't be verified. Can't be verified. There's whole videos on how they, they show you how dues, weapons are real and exist, and they use them in warfare and battle. And you don't think they're not using them on our own citizenry when there's clear evidence of it in California over and over and over in firsthand eyewitness accounts? But I'm just making up stuff that I can't verify. What a lie from the pit of stinking hell. And I've asked God, I said, listen, God, if, if I'm deceiving people or leading them in the wrong direction, then just take me out. Go ahead and kill me if you got to kill me. I don't want to go to hell, but take me out of here so I'm not deceiving anybody. And I've, I've said that to God over and over since I've been in ministry. Doesn't mean I think I'm perfect. Doesn't mean that I think that I'm always right about everything. But I think God knows my heart that I'm not trying to mislead people and lead them down the wrong direction. And so... um. We need to be more militant. And I think literally our lives are going to depend on it. On us being, taking it up a whole bunch of notches in order to just survive in the days and times that are coming ahead. Phone towers, radio towers, we were cursing into transmitter transmitters radio tv we would curse roads intersections sports grounds churches please pray for protection on your people especially for your younger generation it was all to get power it's good when the churches that come against each other yeah the biggest and and then if you got your your church that's literally 501c3 already yoked up with the government already huge compromise there then they're part of the fema clergy response team that are going to literally sell out the parishioners. How is that church? That church is literally owned lock, stock, and barrel by Satan. How can the Holy Spirit even operate or convict in a church like that? I mean, the battle's already done, basically. There's so much leaven already in that church that it's almost like it's impossible. It would be like an, almost an impossible task. They, they would, there was so much they would need to break free bondage-wise. And that's why the Satan has brought that 501c3 thing in. And then they're reading the false Bible versions. I think that has a huge impact. And they're bringing the world in and then letting gays in the pulpits and lesbians and stuff like this. And there's, I just saw this thing the other day. It happened, I guess, back in May where I put it out on my newsletter. 66 different, um, I don't know, church leaders or whatever and like Lutheran, Methodist. They're all advocating abortions now. I mean, you know. Churches advocating abortions. Churches. Protestant ones. I mean, this is the state that we're, we're in, and that's just a little bit of what's going on. Um, the biggest thing for them as a witch was to pray for blocked minds. So, okay, we need to pray that, you know, God give them eyes to see, ears to hear, and hearts to receive your truth. 
because that's the opposite of a blocked mind, right? I mean, I'm just kind of bringing up examples here. And then also to shut down the understanding. Well, okay, blocked minds. Where does that relate to in the Bible? Okay, well, the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. It says that over and over again in Psalms and Proverbs. Fear of the Lord is connected with that. Fear of the Lord will bring in a lot of humility before God. You'll be humble before God if the fear of God is operating in your life. It's a natural byproduct. It's cause and effect. You really can't have one without the other. You can't be in fear of God and not be humble before God. The opposite of that is pride and no fear of God, which is kind of where most, I think the standard operating lukewarm Christian would probably be in that, that um, category. So when they're praying, so I think praying for fear of God over the churches would take care of a lot of these other things because that fear of God is going to bring humility. The fear of God will bring knowledge. It will bring understanding. It will bring wisdom. It's all, it's, that's in, it's intimately connected with it. It's cause and effect. So I think if you pray fear of God over the land, over the churches, over the people, you're going to cover a lot of bases just doing that one thing. It's not the only thing, but it's it's a big one. Um, I'm just These are just thoughts that are coming into my head as, as I'm doing the study here. Uh, let's see here. Shut down the understanding. You can sometimes witness to people and see them shut down to what you're saying. Yeah, because the demons are taking over. Uh, there were, Also, we prayed for negativity toward Christianity. In the churches, I had to be careful. I was always late. I would take off at the end of the service, meaning she was always there late and took off before the end. That way she couldn't really interact with a lot of people and she could be a lot more distant, get her job done, and then get out of there. Okay? And another reason that charismatic churches are so open to this is because you can have a witch going there and cursing everybody in a charismatic witch language, like a tongues language, and nobody knows any different because it's all being done in, in chaos because they're not even abiding by the way that tongues are supposed to be interpreted in the church. I believe it was like one to speak in tongues and two to three and interpret. Well, they're not doing that. Everybody's doing tongues at the same time. It's like chaos. The Bible says that God is not the author of confusion. The Bible says that everything should be done in decency and in order. Then they're all laying hands on one another. The Bible says, lay hands suddenly on no man, neither be partaker of his sins. So they're doing all this stuff at the same time that is literally just letting the demons come in and take over. Then they're 501c3. A lot of them are FEMA clergy response team. A lot of them are reading out of 14 different Bible versions. A lot of them are bringing every worldly program in. You got about 900 access points for the devils to come in. Sorry, but I mean, that's, I've been there. I've been there. I've seen it. So in the churches, I had to be careful. I was always late. I would take off at the end of service. I was invited to go hear testimonies. I had to block my mind from the Christian influence. So, you know, she didn't want to get converted. <laughs> you know, two ministers focused on me. It made me angry. It was very uncomfortable. Another minister tried to cast out Satan. I guess he was on to her, evidently. And then he asked her, Pete says, what were you doing? Um, 
three days prior now i don't know what this means i i i don't know if this meant what were you doing before you went to church i'm, I'm assuming that's what this meant three days prior and i think prior to going to church i would we would do communal blood and i don't know if that meant they were drink communal blood communal means like okay community so maybe they're witch coven cut each other and drank each other's blood i don't know i'm assuming that's what that might mean fasting as well they did a lot of fasting yes you can fast for satan a lot of high level witchcraft spells involve fasting fasting is a way that christians can supercharge their prayers and their petitions before god it's also a way occultists can supercharge their prayers and petitions before satan or whatever devil they're going to alistair crowley rituals he was so corrupted yeah yeah he bragged about how he would you know sodomize little boys and vampirize their power and then kill them ate his own feces and, and urine and i mean this is what he did for you know in order to practice his form of crowling in magic it's called 666 the great beast what he called himself anton levey who chartered, started the first church of satan at beltane um you know may 1st i believe 1966 in san francisco alistair crowley oh no i'm sorry anton levey and charles manson are role models i was absorbing everything evil but now i have renounced everything um and okay so okay i'm sorry so um so what else can you tell us about your assignments to the churches? The success was in the numbers. If the church's numbers were starting to decline, we knew we were being effective. We used to celebrate that. Home groups were harder to break into. And churches with the, I, I agree, home groups are harder to break into. And this is why that's where I ended up at the end, kind of when I was back in Florida, because it was the only thing I really found was safe. You know, every other church I'd been to was just, there was so much leaven and so much heresy and you know things that they thought were just this normalcy bias where okay well the, all the other churches are doing it it must be okay no it's not and i i just i couldn't take it anymore so um and churches with deliverance and authority made it harder to break into house groups are moving more in the power yeah and that's probably where it's going back to the house churches you know, people that you know and trust, not to say they can't be infiltrated, but obviously, you know, if it's a, if it's a tight circle of Christian friends, then it's going to be, you know, um, can be a lot more effective and, um, you don't have to worry about the 501c3, you don't have to worry about no FEMA clergy response team. If you're reading a KJV Bible or whatever you got, don't got to worry, but you don't got to worry about, you know, bringing in every worldly program into the church or lesbians in the pulpit. I mean, I know you could bring that all into a home church, I guess. I mean, some of it you could, but it's just less likely, you know, house groups are moving more in the power. When people in the churches went up for prayer, we would target them. Understand that you go up for prayer in a church there. If there's witches there, they're going to target you, throw curses at them. And again, this is why I pray Psalm 64 every day, because you're asking God to hide you from the secret counsel of the wicked and from the insurrection of the workers of iniquity, like you're invisible to them. God can do that. I did that on this trip we just took. And I believe it worked great because it was extremely dangerous where we went. Anyway, I'll get more on that later. Um, 
Okay, so we would have people in the cars watching and waiting. Um, I guess by and throw curses at them. I would be greeted by someone at the door we wanted to kill and destroy through cursing. So honestly, if you have any kind of church or even home group where you know you're really doing, um, you know, exploits for God, you're you're going against the forces of darkness. Understand, part of what your ministry should be is to be breaking all the curses that we'd be putting against you. Again, I really believe it heavily relates to Psalm 64 because if Psalm 64, you're asking for God to hide you, to essentially make you invisible, and to judge your enemies. Well, if they don't even know you're there, if they don't have a concept of you're there because God is making you invisible to the enemy, well, then you're going to come up against a lot less curses. Because they're not even going to know you're there to curse you. You see how, I'm telling you, when I started praying that, it's totally changed my life. I should be able to do what I've been doing all the years that I've been doing it. There's no way. But God's let me do it. Praise God. And I really think was my life changed in a huge way when I started praying that. Pretty much every day, sometimes more than once a day. That's not the only thing I do, obviously. There's a lot of other prayers that, that I do, but that's one of the ones that I think has made a huge difference. Anyway, uh, all right, so how many became leaders in churches? I guess how many of your fellow occultists became leaders? Now, this is the number one cover for an occultist is being the pastor of a church. Uh, she said quite a few. One pastor went on. Um, one pastor went on a massive shopping trip on a Sunday. He took the people's money and bought things for himself. But the people with big needs would get... The people with big needs don't get ministered to. Once the churches started falling, failing, we would back off and then we would let them fold down under their own. under their own. Churches become more of a social gathering. Wake wake up to things. Be prepared to nurture the people. Then he said, how many in the game were doctors and lawyers and high-profile people? So I guess how many of the, the these occultists that she was working with were high-profile people like doctors and lawyers? Approximately 45%. Yeah, because this is a lot of times how the elite... Look at the Illuminati, you know, Rothschilds, Rockefellers, you know, how'd they get their money? They didn't get it just because they outsmarted everybody and were just more evil. Well, they did it, they got it primarily because of what Satan gave them. Satan gave that opportunity to Jesus. He said, I'll give you all these kingdoms if you just bow down and worship me. Jesus obviously didn't give in to that, nor ever would he, but a lot of people do. And that's why a lot of people get rich. Not everybody, but I would say especially the ultra-rich, there's probably some occultic aspect to why they got what they got. And so this is, this, um, I mean, you look at all the Illuminati ceremonies that I get into and the, the child sacrifice. All of these are the elite people of the world. These aren't like your cellar dwellers. Not nothing against cellar dweller people. I'm just saying they're, they're typically the higher end of the social strata that get into the higher level Things like this. Um, so about 45% were doctors, lawyers, high-profile people. We had conferences that November 2nd week. 
That was a significant time. It is a time when people get recruited. Catholic churches, uniting churches, they are already under Satan's control, already lost. We don't have to invest much, much time or energy there in those churches. And then Dee's parents came to faith. Um, I was angry. She said, my family were getting into Jesus and this was not good for me. Witches were after my family, I guess because they, they got saved. Now, uh, that's all I have on that part. Now, here is a picture uh, Pete sent me on her, her dress. I got this on December 26th. So this was only about 10 days ago, a little over that. Here is the ex-witch's dress. This is D, her dress, okay? The demon scratched her for the fourth time that we have known her. Twice while we were actually with her, probably doing deliverance on her. This time it was shredded. It shredded her dress in the front of her family. Here's a picture of it. You can see it right here. It's going to be on page 7 of the PDF for this teaching. It's a blue dress. It's got two, like... Um, it looks like there's other holes in it, but it's got two distinct, like, um, scratches going all the way through the material in the dress. Um, this time, it shredded her dress in front of her family. She had to make an excuse to go and change it and try to hide it. This woman know, knows the devil exists. She served him for decades. There is no going back for her. No thoughts touch her mind. The devil doesn't have to hide in her life like he does in others she is in a war and she knows it's real we all are her weakness her weakness is fear and anger and a desire for revenge so see just because she's saved now doesn't mean that you know she's not still battling with stuff so her weakness is fear anger and a desire for revenge so i mean like if you feel led to pray for her you know this that, that would be wonderful um but she understands that these are weaknesses and door openers, so she, is, so she is desperate to close them. This may seem extreme, but to lose this battle is the same result. It's eternal separation from God. There's no going back. Hebrews 10, 38 and 39 says, Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. We are not of them who draw back into perdition. Basically drawing back into damnation, a turning away from Jesus, a turning away from the faith, turning your back on Jesus is what we're talking about here. Having taste, tasted the heavenly things of God and then turning back, your back on Jesus and walking away from him. We still have free will once we get saved, you know, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. So this is what we're talking about here um here's another thing he sent me this is blood for satan um oh that was the the title of the email uh these are everywhere in hobart hobart tasmania they're hexes now what it is he's showing a light pole and he's showing these really weird runic like tagging of um spray paint tagging like you'll see gangs do well these are actual hexes and again, you really want to avail yourself to this to this um, PDF because there's some really amazing pictures. I mean, like the, the one of the dress and this the the so you can understand what these hexes look like. Um, Deb Deb said 
Deb is the is the ex witch. She said this uh, high Pete, This is a hex, a curse on ill and health and death, like cancer, heart attack, stroke, car accidents. Not a good message for the unknowing victims. They do not know about Christianity, therefore they belong to Satan. Now they're doing they're tagging these telephone poles with these hexes, which are connected to ill health, death, cancer, heart attack, stroke, car accidents. And probably a whole bunch of other evil things. I mean, it's just like, wow, you just want to spread as much evil as, as you can. Because you're of your father, the devil, and of his lust, and of his works, you will do. So, what you would do is if you saw these, you would want to go anoint these with oil. Pray over them. Anoint them with oil. I mean, there's a lot of things you can do. A lot of prayer points. And again, I'm going to give you a big document at the end of all of this where you can get into this. But the anointing oil is what we're going to talk about next. And this is something practical you could do, you can make, and have with you, and this can have a gigantic impact. This is just another weapon of warfare. It's not like, okay, this is Jesus in a bottle, okay? But it's a weapon of our warfare that I don't think we've been taking advantage, taking advantage of enough. And here, this is another thing from Pete. He just put this out, uh, I don't know, in the last uh, two or three months. It's been in my thing. I was meaning to look at it, and then I kind of looked at it and then I went on this trip that I took and um, I'll probably get into that testimony after I get into this part. So this is called supercharged do-it-yourself anointing oil. First the blood, then the oil. And um, boy, oh boy, I probably should end this part here before I get into this because then I'm going to, I'm not going to have enough time to to get through all this so i'm going to go ahead right now and i'm going to end um this i guess will be part two and we will go to part three next so god bless you and see you in part three